0: Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Three cc Diaspora Experience Podcast where we talk about family faith and finance. So this is the show where we help you build mindset for legacy for your family. My name is KG Ogunleye and today I'm talking about doing something different. You know, diaspora, parents, children completely going a different route. And my guest today is a professional athlete. Introduce yourself, Edosé.
1: Hello, hello. Thank you for having me. Um, my name is Edosé Ibadin. As mentioned earlier, I am a professional track and field athlete for Under Armour.
0: Ah, just give it away. So, Edosé, you are a millennial, right? Yes, ma'am. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And first generation American.
1: Yes, that's also correct. First generation. Yes. Yeah. Born in the state, parents
0: have migrated from Nigeria. With all the trim things of Nigeria, right? You have to go to school. You have to do well in school, <laughs> right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. So you 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 just say you're a professional athlete, you know? Yes. Here, when we talk about professional athlete, I am thinking a football player, a basketball player, but that's not what you're doing. A baseball player.
1: Nope, uh, not any of those. Explain
0: to you, not any of those. Okay, explain to me what exactly you do. So the sport I do
1: is track and field and professional track and field works a little bit different than your NFL, NBA, MLS, um, MLB league mm-hmm. because track doesn't really have those types of leagues. it's an individual sport. And so track doesn't have the, that big league that you normally see on TV, like the NBA and the NFL. So it works a lot yeah. differently. Um, but the way with track works is there's three ways to get paid. Um, one is through prize money at competition. Another way is through sponsorship and endorsement deals. And then another way is depending on the country you compete for, sometimes your country can then send you money as well. So those are the main three ways that track and field athletes get compensated for this sport.
0: For this sport. Okay. Okay. So this is not a route that is common. Right. Right. <laughs> so <laughs> when uh, it's not common, which there's nothing about Anybody's not common. When did you decide that this is what I'm going to do professionally?
1: Uh, it wasn't until maybe about my junior year of college where I kind of thought about it. So when I first mm-hmm. started running, I started running in high school, and I wasn't really exposed to professional track and field. I didn't know it was a thing. But Mm -hmm. when I went to college, there was a woman there who was a professional track athlete who graduated from the school before I got there. And so that's how I was exposed to it. And she was sponsored by Adidas. And so I saw Mm -hmm. that and I was like, wow, this is so cool. Like people actually Mm
0: -hmm.
1: get paid uh, through a sponsorship and they get like a bunch of gear and shoes and just, you know, they're doing what they love to do and getting paid for it. I didn't know that. I thought it was just run track in college and then that's it
0: and, that's and it. so when i mm-hmm.
1: saw that it definitely piqued some interest
0: oh wow oh. okay so you just actually jump ahead of what i wanted to ask you said you started running in high school mm-hmm. so that opens doors for you to go to college right yes
1: yeah. so it's, it's funny right so initially when i first started running um i didn't really want to run in college because I heard how hard it was, and so I was just like, okay, I want to do this in high school. You know, when you're growing up in high school, they always tell you, you know, do extracurricular activities to help bolster your college application. That was the number one reason why I started Running Track, was just to help my college application process look a little bit better, so I can look more (laughs) well-rounded, and then it just so (laughs) happened that... (laughs) Mm -hmm. I have mm-hmm. to be pretty good at track at the same time. So it definitely mm-hmm. opened a lot of doors for me. Um, I was fortunate enough to have been able to get a full scholarship to go to college in Virginia.
0: Oh, okay. So it was a full ride to Virginia on uh, track of uh, scholarship.
1: Yeah. So I went to Hampton University mm-hmm. in Virginia, mm-hmm. uh, Southern Virginia, and yeah, mm-hmm. everything was paid for.
0: That's good. That's good. That's good. Wow. Is expected, right, that you go to college. I mean, that's not even a conversation you have at home. Are you going to college?
1: Right, yeah, especially in the you know diaspora <laughs> community. It's not even about if you're going to college. It's always where you're going to college. Usually everyone, like most of our parents, they'll push for us to do well academically so we can get those scholarships. But
0: yeah.
1: I remember growing up, like, athletic scholarships were just so foreign to a lot of us. And so mm-hmm. I remember my mom thought you had to be almost LeBron James to get an athletic scholarship. <laughs> so,
0: <laughs>
1: and I didn't really know a lot of people who had athletic scholarships either. So, mm-hmm. growing up, it was just, you know, do well in school so you can get a scholarship so we don't have to pay mm-hmm. for it. And that was that was the goal. That was the plan. Um, mm-hmm. I was did I was a great high school student. Uh, I was able to I think about a three six all while oh, doing okay. track at the same time. So, mm-hmm. it all worked out.
0: Okay, okay. All right. So, of all, you did your, uh, finish your college uh, career. So, the expectation mm-hmm. now is you start working and start making money. I mean, so, how did okay. you come out and say, I'm not doing that?
1: Right. So, the plan was initially, when I finished my senior year of college, I was at a crossroad because, I knew there was a route I could take to continue running in hopes of being, getting a sponsorship. Cause most times, mm-hmm. most athletes who do are able to go pro right after college or get a sponsorship right after college, they usually, you know, do really well at the national championship and stuff like that. I, I went to the national championship, but I didn't do as well as I would have liked to. And so
0: mm-hmm.
1: I obviously didn't get anything right away. And it was like, okay, I know I want to run, Professionally, I just don't know how to go about it, and like track is so broad to the point where you can mm-hmm. go with any coach around the country or even the world and train with them, mm-hmm. and then hopefully you know mm-hmm. enter competitions and do well in hopes of like you know getting picked up one day or mm-hmm. making mm-hmm. Olympic teams and world championship teams and stuff like that and so mm-hmm. I was at a crossroad. it was like, All right, do I continue this or do I?" you know, start submitting those job applications and just start working. And I graduated with <laughs> engineering, so...
0: Oh, yeah, you know it's like, you know, hotcake. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, so it was like, okay, you know, engineering is easy to get, easy to get a job. And so when I came back home, it was... I had a choice to make. And so I just initially, all right, I'm just going to apply to jobs and just see what happens. And so I'm applying, doing interviews, but I wasn't getting any job offers. And so I remember being just in a very in a weird situation, because I'm like, man, i worked hard in school, did everything I was Mm -hmm. supposed to do about a book, got the internships, um, did research experience, did did everything I was supposed to do. And Mm
0: -hmm. I just
1: was not able to get through the interview process. I would go through the rounds, and then something would happen there, I would get a rejection letter. And Mm -hmm. then um, maybe midway through that summer, um, a new team was forming, a coach emailed me And said, "Hey, we're having a training group out here in DC. Uh, We saw what you did in college. We think you'd be a good fit." And I was a little bit hesitant at first, just because Mm -hmm. what the type of training that that group did was a little bit out of my wheelhouse. But Mm -hmm. I remember um, praying, and I was just like, "You know, God, like if this is what you want me to do, I'm gonna go ahead and do it." And I remember Mm -hmm. a distinct voice, you know, saying this is what faith looks like and just do it. And so mm-hmm. I remember the, I contacted the coach back and then he told me, you know, just come do a couple of practices, see if you like it. And then if not, we can, you know, part ways or whatever. So, okay. And then I remember telling my parents, I was so nervous. Oh my goodness. <laughs> I was so scared. <laughs> oh my goodness. I was so nervous to tell them that, yeah, I was going to, you know, go join this group in D.C., all while I still apply for jobs. I didn't want to just be applying for jobs and doing nothing and sitting in the house. I was just like, you know, let me join this team so I can have something to do while I still apply for jobs uh, throughout the day. And so I remember telling my parents, they did not buy it at all. My dad was just like, this doesn't make any sense. What are you doing? Uh, this, This seems like a fruitless thing. These people just want you to just run and you're not gonna make any money and all this other stuff. So I just went and did it anyway. And my initial plan was, I'm just going to do this for a year and see what happens. And then, by the grace of God, um, that first year that I did it, I made a lot of connections, number one. And then number two, I dropped two seconds in my time. So it opened doors for me that I didn't initially have the year before. I also, you know, had to constantly reassure my parents and like, you know, hey, like, I'm going to Um, be on the right path, don't worry, like, everything's going to be okay. And I ended up applying to grad school within that Mm -hmm. first year as well. And so I got into graduate school um, the second year, I was two years after after I graduated from undergrad.
0: Oh, oh, okay. So was there initial support from the family then, initially from the parents? Like, I mean, they're looking at it. What are you talking about? You finish college, you need to go work, you need to start making money. Was mm-hmm. there
1: any support initially? Initially, no. So there wasn't that much support, and it. I was kind of used to it already because there wasn't that much support in high school either. It was kind of just like, oh, you need to, you need to be studying. Like you're doing track too so much. You need to study, <laughs> and so. I was kind of already, I didn't expect that there to be that much support of me making this decision, but I knew that there's other people around me who do support me
0: and who do support my
1: decision, whether it's old teammates, good friends, uh, people in my own community. You know, just Mm -hmm. because my parents didn't necessarily support me doesn't mean that I'm not supported by other people at all.
0: Yeah, yeah. But it's hard, though.
1: It is very hard. It is
0: so how did you deal with that mentally Ooh, it was literally hard at first because
1: when you're constantly so backstory the main reason why I even decided to go back to school yeah because I didn't find work right away but also mm-hmm. was because so I wouldn't have as much pushback of me continuing to run track and <laughs> and I know that sounds very crazy to some people but mm-hmm. yeah that was the probably. 80% of the reason why I went back to school was just so, all right, if I go back to school, my parents wouldn't be as worried about me doing this as if I didn't, if I wasn't doing anything at all. And mm-hmm. so mentally, yeah, it was a little bit challenging. Um, constantly, you know, getting random messages or just, you know, when are you going to stop this and focus mm-hmm. on getting internships and a real job and stuff like that. But one thing I told myself was, man, I don't wanna regret, you know, lost mm-hmm. decisions and things I would have done. And so I knew it was more so how bad do you want this? And I'm at one point I was, you know, going to school. I was able to secure an internship during that semester and I was still running mm-hmm. at the same time, all while oh, wow. improving at it. And so mm-hmm. it's just like, you know, nothing is gonna stop me except me. I'm not gonna allow my parents to stop me from pursuing this when i see myself progressing when i see there is potentially light at the end of the tunnel and for uh-huh. me it's like i don't want to necessarily fail but i know i would rather fail than just not try at all not
0: try. yeah 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 it's hard it's hard but thank god for all the people within the community that are supporting you but you know they are not doing it on purpose right it's just like yeah of-
1: yeah 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 exactly that's it. the other thing too it's definitely Mm -hmm. coming from a good place and i know that people fear what they don't understand and i know immigrant parents they love differently right they yes they um they want you to do well they want you to do well in school because education is the way out especially growing up in that era your education is Mm -hmm. the way out of like poverty education is the way to a better life so it's like they love us so much that they care so much that they know like
0: Mm -hmm. this is the
1: path that they know is going to do well, that you're going to be set up for, have a good life for the future. And I know being a parent is very hard. And when you see a kid like doing something different, you're like, wait, this is not what I planned for. What is going (laughs) on?
0: Yeah, true, true, true. Okay. So all this hard work is paying off. You signed with under Armour as professional athletes? Wow, mm-hmm. did I change things?
1: Listen, <laughs>
0: <laughs> literally night
1: and day. So, you know, after I graduated from graduate school, I was kind of spe- saw myself at another crossroad. It was like, all right, do I continue this in hopes of getting something or mm-hmm. do I just like throw in a towel? And I didn't realize how close I actually was. But I knew oh, wow. I was a lot closer than I was when I was an undergrad. But mm-hmm. I remember there being talks with Under Armour um for our team and just people individually. Um, like the year before we signed. And so it was a lot of like contract negotiation going on and their process mm-hmm. was very slow. There's so mm-hmm. many people involved, so many people on the back end, so many people on our end, just a lot of back and forth stuff. So a lot of things have gotten delayed. And so I'm like, all right. I'm out of school now. I need to do something so my parents will leave me alone. And so I was (laughs) like, you know, I'm going to apply for a job still. And same thing happened. Um, I remember getting rejected and stuff like that. I actually did end up getting an offer, but the offer just was so far away. It was all the way in, like, Herndon, Virginia, and that would have been a terrible commute. It just would have been a bad situation, and they weren't paying Mm – a lot of money to begin anyone. with anyway mm-hmm. for me to even mm-hmm. drop everything I was doing. And so i fast forward, you know, I finally signed with Under Armour. And it's, it was literally night and day. It went from, you know, why are you still doing this? To, oh, you didn't go to practice today?
0: It went from, <laughs> <laughs> That's too so funny. Now that you're sharing this.
1: yeah exactly that's literally that's exactly what how it was and and also like I remember my dad telling me like oh I understand it now and so I think sometimes people don't initially support things or they're a little bit hesitant to support things because they don't really see the fruit in it but when the fruit is there you see um the progress of it you see how uh the fruits of the labor and so now it's like okay I understand this is what you were talking about the entire time And so now it's Mm kind of like Now they're asking all these questions like, oh, so how does it work? Do you guys like clock in or, I'm like that. I'm literally doing the same thing I've been doing this whole time. It's just now I have a brand behind me and they're paying me. (laughs) Uh, uh, uh,
0: Yeah, yeah. (laughs) I guess it's communication, right? Yes, communication is a big factor
1: on both sides.
0: Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Okay, okay. (laughs) Okay, let me take a break. I'll come back to Randolph. Okay. When you leave your business, Do you leave the door unlocked? When facing legal matters in the business world, do not leave your business unprotected. There is help when it comes to business contracting, even collecting past due receivables from clients. An experienced attorney is critical to resolving disputes. Don't do it alone. At SJS Law Firm, their mission is to partner with clients to help them achieve the business of their dreams and plans with timely and strategic legal advice. Their legal counselors and advisors committed, providing individualized service that is tailored to the unique needs of your business. SJS Law Firm provides the legal support you need to move forward with confidence. Secure the knowledge that you have a legal team watching out for your best interests. Don't leave the door open. Call SJS Law Firm serving small business owners, entrepreneurs, and nonprofits. Call 202-505-5309. That's 202-505-5309. Or find them at the SJSLawFirm.com. Hey there, this is KG. Are you looking for opportunity to build wealth using real estate? Are you looking for opportunity to build generational wealth? This is KG. I'm a realtor with Fairfax Realty. I help people buy and sell real estate, build generational wealth. Listen, if you're looking to buy, sell, or move, contact me and I'll take care of you. Don't forget to contact me. You can email me, KG at MetroHomesRealty.com. That's K-E-J-I- at MetroHomesRealty.com, Let's connect so that you can start building wealth for your family and the next generation. All right. Welcome back. So I'm talking to Edo say that it's now sponsor working with under hammer all right Mm -hmm. and i said you you said earlier that immediately that happened things changed at home with the parents and they're supporting yeah yeah so listen a lot of uh, parents are in this dilemma that you you know their parents are they don't understand What, what can you tell those parents like Especially in diaspora, like you're doing what? I need you to go to school, even if it's not uh, uh, sports. you are talking about music, rap, stuff like that. They mm-hmm. don't understand. How do you, what advice will you tell the parents, you know, coming from your own, you know, the experience that you had?
1: Yeah, so one thing I would tell the parents is really take time to listen. You know, it's okay to be skeptical, you know, it's a, like when you, don't know something it's okay to be skeptical but learn to listen right i think Mm
0: -hmm.
1: having time to actually sit down and listen to what your child wants to do and don't be so quick to just shut it down and even give them a timeline you know have them give you a timeline of like all right this is what these are the things i want to do and also if you see the work that your child is putting in i Mm -hmm. think that that goes another long way too because that's what helped me out like my parents saw me waking up in the morning and going to practice. They saw me going to work and then going to different competitions. They saw me mm-hmm. um just putting in the work. They saw me grinding it out. And so mm-hmm. when you're able to see that in your kid, like it's one thing you say, Oh, I'm gonna be a rapper and then they're not just doing anything. But when you <laughs> actually see mm-hmm. them, you know, mm-hmm. putting in the work, putting in that sweat equity, it definitely uh plays a big role as well. And it also um take a look at your kid's situation, right? Mm -hmm. If he doesn't have it, if he's not like financially obligated to anybody, he doesn't have a family, he doesn't have like a wife or anything or a husband, um, it's easier for him to take those risks and still be able to fall back on his plan. And then also, I know my case is different because I went to school as well, both undergraduate and graduate school. And a lot Mm -hmm. of people do Mm -hmm. do those things as well. Um, But yeah, just take time to really listen your kids, see where they're coming from and just don't be so quick to shoot them down you know yeah. your support goes such a long way
0: yeah yeah, yeah, that's true I think it's knowing and then forgetting about the uh the, what you already think and plan for them, I want this to be an engineer I want this to be a doctor but if that's not what they want to do, you have to listen to them yeah, you're right yeah. Okay. So, yeah. What about uh for a young person? Like, okay, I think I really like what Edessa is doing. I think I really want to get involved with sports. I mean, do uh, running. What advice will you give them? Is it easy road? Is it an easy road? You can just do that and get scholarship. Is it something that is easy? Oh,
1: man, it is not an easy road. Um, <laughs> for all my young people out there listening,
0: mm-hmm. it's going to
1: take a lot of work especially mm-hmm. even to even get a scholarship to college. It's going to take a whole lot of work. Um, mm-hmm. And even whatever you do, right? Whether it's even yeah. if you want to do music, do art, it's going to take a lot of work and it's not going mm-hmm. to happen overnight. You know, I've been running now for 13 years. So mm-hmm. it takes a lot of work to do. And then also, if you find yourself where your parents might not necessarily support you, um, don't be mm-hmm. so quick to just, write them off and
0: Mm, be mm. angry
1: with them, right? You know, take time Mm. and have those those conversations. Constantly reassure them. um, Constantly um, just be, talk to them in a calm manner because it's easy when you already know that what the answer might be, you're gonna have your emotions high, flared up, and then you're just gonna get into a screaming match. Whereas if you come to them in a calm manner and say, hey, you know, this is what I'm trying to do, I would love for your support. And also put in that work, right? Put in that work. Yes. Let them see you putting that work in. And also another thing is to really make sure that it's something you want to do, not just because it looks cool on TV.
0: ah uh-huh. I think that's a big thing. Make sure it's something that you want to do. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because it's a lot of work and commitment. Nothing com- nothing good comes easy anyway.
1: Yes, yes, facts. And mm-hmm. on top of that, like it's so whatever you're doing, whether it's school, whether it's something you follow that's unconventional, a lot of work is going to have to get put in. And I think, especially with this generation with social media, stuff is in your mm-hmm. face. We think that it's just going to come to us overnight. And it's like, oh, I've been doing this now for a year and nothing's happened. And it's like, <laughs> really things ever happen in a year you know it takes a lot granted a lot can happen in a year but things take time and it takes time to really develop those skills and develop the habits needed and necessary to compete on that next level or to get and that business to that next level
0: next level yeah and always think long term not just overnight yeah all right thank you Educe so what is the next thing that you're planning to do now So the next thing I'm doing right now is I have a training camp coming up
1: in January. And so I'm going to be heading to Florida for the new year uh, for a couple weeks. And then we're going to get the track season all started. I'm excited for the new season and I'm looking forward to everything that comes along with it.
0: That's good. That's good. That's good. So wishing you more success. Edison. Thank you. Thank you so, so much. Wishing you more success. I appreciate you coming. Parents, listen. <laughs> 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 oh my God. Listen. You don't have to be an NBA player. We have Edelse that is running and doing well. Thank you so much. I appreciate you coming, Edelse. Thank you for having me. Thank you for taking your time out of your day to listen to this podcast. And this episode of the 360 Diaspora Experience, it is my prayer and commitment to support you as you strive to build legacy for your family. If you need to contact me, KG, you can definitely email me as well at kgkeji at MetroHomesRealty.com. And don't forget to check out my website, www.MetroHomesRealty.com. Thank you so much. Have a wonderful day. It's been a pleasure. Until next time, be safe.